Hi, this is Jennifer Nanez from Albuquerque, and you are listening to the Pro Hockey News Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast, the affectionately called First Line Edition. Adam and Iglani Goldsmith, Richard Cote with you this week. Brought to you, as always, by MyCustomSportsChair.com. Check them out online, MyCustomSportsChair.com. PHN15, the code. Great chairs, custom, however you want with your favorite sports team or or the sports team you hate the least, even. It's it's whatever you want. That's why it's MyCustomSportsChair.com. So, gentlemen, we, we are in that, that weird period of hockey. Um, it, it's like the semi-boring period before, like, it gets really exciting. Like, the trade deadline is over. Most of the playoff teams we kind of know at this point. Um, and then we have GM meetings, and those guys are boring this week. It, it's just that weird lull before the fun part of the NHL. Uh, I remember uh, last year at this point, uh, it was at least a little bit more exciting because – you know, the West hadn't really been decided. There was still a lot more movement in the standings in the West. We knew what the East was going to be since, you know, um, since the all-star break, but this year things are uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, separated and uh, we were pretty much set in both conferences. I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed the rumors of a third hockey team coming to Atlanta this week out of the owners meetings. I guess I missed that. Doesn't anybody? Oh, that was uh, cities. uh, You know the the short list of possible expansion cities, and Bettman's like, "Yeah, we're not expanding. No talk of expansion." But Atlanta was one of those cities named, and it's like, you know, you failed twice, you don't get a third crack at it. I'm done. Okay, so so Quebec on there, right? Quebec, KC. You know, sort of the like Houston. KC's been on there ever since they built an arena that's 20 years old. Now that Mario Lemieux was going to move to. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, KC is is the Tampa Bay of the NHL, except Tampa got a team. Yeah, because there were like three teams moving to Tampa for for Major League Baseball. But yeah, so okay, yeah, no. good story, Lonnie. Really, uh, really went deep there. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. what, what we bring you on the first line. That that is that is that is depth of the first line. So, I mean, the most exciting thing that happened this week is, I mean, one of the the biggest goofs. In the NHL right now, uh, you know, was goofy last night. Now he's suspended a couple games for it. And Jordan Bennington. It, it, I, it was always, it was always, it was inevitable. At some point he was going to, I mean, he's a hothead. He mouths off, squirting water bottles at people. Like it was always going to be something. He was always going to, it finally came home to roost. I just, I don't so understand I, that reaction after that contact. Like you're well out of the paint. You, contact you that he, he initiated but, but but this is nothing new for Bennington. No, but I I haven't seen you know it escalate like that out of Bennington at least on the ice. You know it'll throw a water bottle at you off the ice. But oh it, no, he's he's thrown punches before. The, yeah, the, I think the difference was the other team actually reacted to him. <laughs> I mean, I'm he, not uh, sure. Like I, I don't know if they got each other on the schedule again, but you're you're. Going to you're you're throwing punches at a team that has Ryan Reeves on it. Ryan Reeves is not a guy who's a. I mean, he's not afraid to take a run at you. Like that's no, just such a huge, huge mistake. I don't know what you're starting there if you're Bennington. Like, so it serves sidebar, no purpose. Sidebar: Ryan Reeves trying for some good post game ratings on TNT last night. Missed that. Topless. 
Oh. <laughs> in the penalty box <laughs> with the headset on. Nice. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, there was no uh, additional tribute video last night in St. Louis for him. Oh, by the way, April 8th, they get each other again. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So Casey missed it last night. I mean, Brees had actually a good game. But uh, Bennington is suspended for two games for roughing and unsportsmanlike conduct against Ryan Hartman. Uh, he claimed Hartman stuck a guy in 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 the middle regions. Is is why that? Oh, that was the post game quotes. Is, is he he commended Hartman? He's a tough player and all that, but he claimed that uh, Hartman got a stick uh, in the wrong spot of somebody. So that's why he started what he did. Um, boo on the linesman though. Boo on the linesman. Yeah. I mean, if 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 you had a, a like Flurry comes down, he was willing to fight him. Uh, the linesmen get in the way and don't let him go. Like good and evil, face and heel, most loved guy in the locker room, a, a very dislikable guy. I mean, the diametrically opposed views of Flurry and Bennington, that's a perfect fight for us to watch. See, to me, the my problem isn't Bennington, you know, getting getting in people's faces. It's the fact that he did it with with the, st- the stick in the blocker hand still. Yeah. Oh, and, and come on. The team's going nowhere. He's down. He's down in the game. Yeah. Like this isn't the first time he's done this. Like as like sore sport, sour grapes type situation. No, no. I mean, mean, and who who, like, I mean, has anybody ever said a bad thing about flurry? Oh God, no. That's why the fight would have been so good was flurry versus Biddington. I mean, it was, it was scripted. You couldn't have scripted it better. And the linesmen were not in on the script. And you've got Minnesota. I mean, it, it turned the tide of the game. I mean, yes, Minnesota. I mean, yeah. St. Louis had blown a three, one lead went down four three Bushnevich get, you know, tied it back up. And then a minute later, Hartman scores and uh, he gets the penalty a uh, minute and a half after that Goligoski scores, Minnesota goes up two, and doesn't look back. Yep. So they really sparked the blues there really sparked his team. In your mind, who wins that fight? Bennington probably wins the fight. Bennington Hartman? Or no, Bennington, Flurry. Bennington, Bennington Flurry. Flurry. Oh, Bennington. Yeah. I, I think so, too. I feel like, you know, you know, Flurry doesn't have much experience, you know, getting into a tough, at least in my mind, it doesn't have, you know, much experience in that. And I feel like Bennington would fight a little dirty. He, he's had a couple of HL fights. There, there's some there's some YouTubes out there, and he uh, he's, he's a scrapper. He's a scrapper. So, whatever. I mean, it's just... I, it continues to show that you can get in Bennington's head and the post game quotes by the wild were phenomenal. They, they, anybody that talked about it basically admitted that you can get into this guy's head and that's exactly what they were trying to do. So, I mean, the, the playbook's out on the guy. For sure. The playbook's well, been out for a while. I think so too. But I think, you know, what's interesting is like you've got Bennington who's blaming Hartman for, putting a stick somewhere he shouldn't. And all of what happened, if you watch the video, it was reacting to the, the whole reaction was, uh, was Hartman jumping over Bennington as he was way out of the painted area. He clear, you know, Hartman cleared him. I mean, maybe he clipped him a little bit, but like it didn't seem anything to, to warrant the reaction that it got. Right. Yeah. As, yeah. as most things, you know, they rarely do with Bennington. 
Yeah, it uh, it continues to be a struggle with him, and and the Blues continue to tumble down the standings. Um, they're in that no man's land of they are way out of the playoff race, and they are not close to the Connor Bedard race. So they're in that no man's land. That's a tough spot to be in. The good news is they're not tethered to Bennington for very much long. Oh, wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but Arizona needs to hit the, the floor, right? I, I, I suppose. But, I mean, St. Louis isn't going to be good. I mean, they've gotten no. for a while. Like, if you're saying you can't be attaching first-round picks, yours or somebody else's, and that's what you're going to have to do. Yes, the Blues have three first rounders this year. One of them, there's some conditions on it, but like you, you, you need all of the capital you can have and and attach. And I'm not taking Bennington. I don't even if I'm Arizona, I need to hit a floor. I'm not taking Bennington unless you're attaching one of those firsts with it to to get that for to get that salary off your books. There's no chance of that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. It, they're that's that's they're they're, they're going to turn into the new Nashville. That's that's what the Blues are in danger of. Mm, that's a just, frightening comp. If you're <laughs> if if, if yeah. you're St. Louis, that's that's just. I mean, listen. At least Nashville had a goalie that was reliable, even when they even when they couldn't do anything yeah. else. They've had goaltending for 15 years that was reliable. For sure. Yeah. For sure. In, in happier NHL news, the, the NHL this week tried a little something different uh, with the Washington-New York game. They got the uh, Disney cartoon Big City Greens involved, um, and they had like 3D animated game as it was going on with commentators and all that. Um, apparently, it, it did well. Uh, 765,000 viewers tuned in on the linear networks. It was on the Espen uh, Disney XD and Disney Channel combined. Uh, XD and Disney had the the Big City Greens classic. It's one thing I love that they named it. They actually <laughs> named it something. Um, it's the highest share for an overall audience than any alternative game presentation to date. How's that for spin? I was gonna say that's and a mouthful. The traditional telecast was the highest rated NHL game since uh, the November first Boston Pittsburgh game. So wow, uh, yeah. But here's a demo that I like. They're reaching out to to different audiences. We've talked about the marketing and NHL needing that. Um, Median age was 14 years old on on the big city versus 22 in the overall in the prior month. Uh, Watching on Disney XD was a 12-year-old was the average age versus 28 for the overall network in the prior month. And 59% of the the Disney XD and the Disney Channel was female. Interesting. Which is about 25 points higher than usual showing. So, yeah. Nice. I'll give them, give them points for innovation. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. And, and, and Wyshynski wrote a great article on ESPN uh, on the background of the technology. It, 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 it's a pretty cool read if you're into the tech geek side of it, of how it came uh, to go with the Big City Greens crew and ESPN and the technology. It was, it was neat. And uh, some of it they leaned on what the NFL did with Nickelodeon in their slime playoff games that they've done the last couple of years with uh, Noah Eagle and Nate Burleson amongst the cast of characters, which have been, which have been hilarious. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Yes. Yes. Technologies. A Burleson's great. B technology is just fun. I I want slime on the CBS broadcast with Nansen Romo. Just give me touchdown slime. I want it. 
Come on, Paramount. He, R- <clears throat> Romo would lose his mind. Romo would go be hilarious when that happened. I mean, in, in like a funny way. He would totally, oh, yeah. totally play into it. I'm in for it. I'm in for it. It's uh, now if we can only get the Masters to play along. Give me uh, some slime on the. <laughs> oh <laughs> boy, <laughs> that'll never happen. Never happen. That'll, that'll never ever ever happen. So, yeah. So, but but good. You know, guys, we 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 uh, we malign the NHL for for their lack of of innovation sometimes. Uh, but they got it right on this one. Yeah. I think they did a good job. Look, I mean, yeah. we're we're hockey evangelists. That's kind of what part of what we do here. Anything to grow the game and get new audiences watching and interesting. Great. That's fun. Yeah. 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 I was watching some of the video from that. It, it looked very entertaining. I would have loved to see that live. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you should have. I should have. You missed out. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you yeah. know. You were too busy in San Diego. I sure was. And, and yeah. we didn't have access to Disney XD. So, you know, couldn't have seen that. You know, you have a computer. It was on the ESPN Plus, too. You oh, and yes, I, yes. They, I they do that. If you had the ESPN Plus package, you could have gotten the Big City Greens Classic. I do have that. It wasn't an alternative broadcast. This was its own classic. <laughs> Got you know, I, I will say this, though. One of the things that I really like that ESPN has done with college football uh, especially when they do this is the alternates, especially for like the national semifinals and the national championship games, they'll have like the, the room of coaches and players talking about, you know, breaking down the game sort of over the broadcast. Like I would love to see, you know, if the, the, the Stanley cups on, on the finals are on ABC, you have one of the game, you know, in ESPN or ESPN two, you have the, 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 the intermission crew, basically doing their own commentary of the game as it's going on. Yeah. Rather, you have Levy playing traffic cop with like Chelios, PK. Chelios and Messier and PK yeah. like, and, and you can rotate weeks. other coaches in yeah. weeks. You rotate coaches in like you got four to seven games to play with. Like there's lots of really interesting ways you can like, and if TN, you know, TNT has a game that you do it on TBS. Like there's a lot of ways to do this, to make it uh, a more engaging product that people can learn from because obviously you don't like you count the eyeballs, however you get them. Right. But I think it's an opportunity like ESPN's done this before and it's worked really well when you have, you know, endless networks with plus now, like you can do that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, you, you don't even need it on any of the major networks. You could do it streaming only. Right. And, yeah. You'll find people will find it. For sure. Yep. Yep. No mega cast type stuff. I think is what they call it. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. The mega cast it definitely right. would work. It would definitely, definitely would work. So, um, a couple other topics, uh, that, that we got to hit on before our big guest of the day, uh, Pat McAfee coming on the show today for those listening. We're, uh, you know, the big, big, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you guys didn't even like, you didn't even flinch on that. Like, it, like, come on, like did, not did even like bite. a roll of the ice. Nothing. Wouldn't even bite. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. It's, it's, we're not getting Pat McAfee, I guess, huh? Okay. No. Okay. I mean, that, that producer, would our producer was Vegas, at, right? Our producer was in San Diego. He he hasn't been able to find a guest. That's true. <laughs> Worthless. Worthless. Probably, yeah. Good. good luck. Good luck in negotiation period for you next year, Richard. Good luck when you kind of fail. I, like I that. look That's forward good. to my annual review. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we couldn't get a big get. We're not the big get this week. Everybody else had it, but, you know. <laughs> So, um, you, you guys want a meaningless stat that happened this week? Some history. Love I'm, a meaningless stat. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's an OV one. Did you see it? No, no. 
He scored his 402nd goal at home. He passed Mike Gartner for fourth all-time for home goals in the NHL. Okay. Can you name the top three home goal guys? Oh. Gratz. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's the obvious one. <laughs> How? Yep. And, and you would hate the NHL media site. They've got him in a Whalers jersey for this graphic. Oh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Stop. <laughs> Stop. All right. So the third, um, who, who is in another, so Gretzky's in a Rangers Jersey. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming this is when they set the record. It has, it like, has to be. Yeah, Mike, it has to Mike be. Gard, Cause Mike Gardner's in an Arizona Jersey or sorry. That'd be a Phoenix Jersey at that time. Oh, so yeah, um, it must have been wh- yeah. the, the 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 jersey yeah. they were wearing when they said it. Yes. How how's in a in a in a Whaler jersey? Number three, he is in a Calgary Flame jersey for this feat. So not Hull. He's still an active player, but not an active NHL player. Wouldn't be Yager. Oh, would it? Yager. Yes, it would be. I Yager. Yager. forgot he uh, he was with the Flames. So did a lot of people. I forgot he was still so. an active player. <laughs> I mean, he shows up for the team he owns every so often when they need some attendance. That's true. He sure does. Yeah, yeah he does. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's at 411, Ovechkin at 402. So Ovechkin in range of, of a t- another top three meaningless record. So who, who led his team to a comeback and a shootout last night? Cause Buffalo melted down in the third period. Cause that was ugly. So <laughs> n- another meaningless stat. Uh, we're doing this on Thursday. Uh, the, the predators and the Blackhawks are playing tonight. Okay. The predators have, have a point streak of 17 games against the Blackhawks. Wow. Yeah. It's the longest active point streak in the NHL of, of a team versus team. That's nuts. I, that's that a is. big number. Yeah, it includes playoff games when they swept them. Huh. Well, okay. I mean, technically, points don't matter in the playoffs. Maybe I, it's not I, a, I thought it was a maybe it's a regular season streak. It, it would have to be because you don't record points in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it wouldn't be the, they had the win streak. There was a winning streak that got broken when the Hawks won. Uh, I think they've got two. OT wins in this thing. Um, Cause it was something like they, they had 12 or 14 straight wins versus the Hawks at one point. It, it's nuts. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's a weird, yeah. Meaningless stats, meaning, meaningless stats. I feel like that one's a little more meaningful than the last one we just talked about. Okay. Just because they see each other often enough during the regular season, home goals. I mean, if you have a, a you know, a ton of goals to start with, who really cares how many you score at home? I don't know. My take. Yeah. Take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, the, uh, the, the wild of Minnesota and Lonnie's backyard there, they're pretty, they're pretty hot right now, Lonnie. Yeah. They're figuring it out. I mean, and they're to score eight goals in a game is obviously good. Anytime to do it with Kaprizov on the shelf for the next few weeks. I 
kind of was wondering where the, where the goal scoring was going to come from. And it turns out it's basically wherever the hell they want it to wherever the hell they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they are figuring it out in a big way. Yeah. And now they're eight. a point out of first where they got a point in 14 straight, 14 straight. That was a franchise, a tie to franchise record with eight goals last night. Yep. They're point behind Dallas, two points ahead of Colorado who has a couple games in hand. Four uh, points out of Colorado. Right. What did mm. I say? Two. Two. Sorry. Two games in hand. Four points ahead. There you go. There you um, go. Yeah. Math. Math. Numbers. Ah. Um, and they got Boston rolling in this week. And they're, you know, it's going to be horrible. Hard. Boston's horrible. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Two in a row. They lost to the Hawks. I mean, like, Boston's terrible. Clo- they lost done. three of their last ten. Yeah. What's they, up? Cook them. Yeah. Cook them. They're, they're done. done. They're in the playoffs though, but they're. Done. I mean, listen, they lost to, they lost to Detroit. Detroit had a four nothing lead, and all of a sudden it was four to three. And I'm watching this game going, <laughs> oh come on, not two days. Like the day before, they had a two nothing lead five minutes in, and I'm like, uh, the other shoe's going to drop, and it did. They lost. Wings lost three two. But you know, credit them for not buckling two games in a row. But I mean, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. Is it possible Boston's just bored? This, you know, I was talking to Richard before you came on when you were busy with work or something. something. Um, yeah, this reminds me of Tampa Bay a couple of years ago when they lost back to back games for like the first time and it was like 14 months on the calendar or something like that. And people were like, oh, this is the end of Tampa. And it was like, no, you can lose back to back games. Then they lost like right. three or four and it was like, okay, let's, I mean, yes, it's, they, they, I mean, of course they're bored. Their goal differential is 100. Yeah. 100. <laughs> Yeah. Like, the next closest guys is 55. That's insane. Like, it and they're is. Like, they're what? 16 points in front of Toronto for first place. Yeah. It, you, you don't need the president's trophy. You'll probably get it, but you don't need it. They're nine points ahead of the president's trophy with, with 15 games to go. You don't need it. You don't want it. Yeah. That, that, I'm starting to believe in the curse of the president's trophy, but yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, just, just a bit. Um, I mean, look, the, I think that they're going to get the president's trophy almost by default because that's what happens yeah, when point, you win yeah. 50 out of when you win 50 out of 59, the odds are pretty good that you're going to, you know, yeah. Coast their way there. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. So let's, let's just chill on the, when, when you're only giving up 148 goals, you're scoring 248. Oh, by the way, those are literally both leaders in the league. I mean, it's just, they're really good and they're allowed to have a losing streak. Yeah, you got to rest some players sometimes. I mean, I mean here, the, to illustrate the greatness, yeah, Boston's got 248 goals. Next is uh, Buffalo at 246. So only two goals behind. Uh, Boston has given up 96 goals fewer than Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Actually, that's just in the East. Um, the Oilers have the most in the league. 264. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, right there. yeah. It, it's, it, it's uh, unbelievable. Like this is a heater that you rarely see in, in hockey, this or anywhere in sports, this kind of run, it's just remarkable what they've so, done. So, so Edmonton scored 20 more goals than Boston. Boston's given up n- about 90 less goals than Edmonton has. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. Just let that sink in. Just let that sink in. And their goalie has a goal this season. Can't forget yes, about the goalie goal. He does. Yeah. Yes, he does. He tried again too, like two games <laughs> later. And yet, where was this during the All Star? You know, the skills challenge. He could not hit mm. the mark. You know, he could. Well, he was saving it. He was saving it. He but wasn't shooting. He was saving. Yeah. Ah, uh, there you go. That's 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 good. That was well done, Lonnie. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. No. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think we're, we're. I don't think anybody's worried about Boston. Um, are, are we? Uh, this is this is the 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 question, of course. Um, are, are we set on our sixteen teams? I mean, we've been proclaiming. Like, I'm, I'm, we keep talking about it, and is anybody willing to to come off the ledge? Or are we set on the sixteen teams? Hey, there's an outside chance Nashville sneaks in in the West. I don't see Florida sneaking in in the East. I mean, Nashville's four points behind Winnipeg with three games in hand on them. Yeah. Uh, It's not confident in Nashville this year. No. I mean, they, they finally got hot in the last two weeks. Yeah, seven, two, and one in their last ten, and they're they're gaining ground. I mean, it's the it, it's nice for them. It's the it's the stretch where they get hot and the team they're chasing actually cools off, as opposed right. to what so often happens is, oh, you went seven, two, and one. We'll just go like nine, zero, oh, and one, and and still gain ground. No, Winnipeg. I mean, Winnipeg's three, five, and two in their last ten. So like, Winnipeg's not closing the door. No, they've they've left it open. Yep. Hellebuck's been struggling a bit as of late. Yeah. I mean, Nashville's Nashville. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Nashville's problem is scoring goals. Yeah. You mean Um, with their minus two goal differential? 188 on the season. Um, Yeah, that is uh, fifth worst in the. uh, Paltry. Yeah, it's paltry. It's not good. Yeah, Um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think the East is probably. I think they. Yeah, the East is probably locked. That five point difference between the two wildcard teams right now and Florida and Washington. Buffalo just, I mean, Buffalo's as exciting as it gets going forward, but God, do they just suck in the back? It's terrible. They, they can't uh, finish. Mm-mm. They just yeah. can't. They're, they're no, you can't drop there. points like you did last night to Washington if you're going to be a serious, if you think you're going to be a serious player, you got to end games like that. You cannot let you can't let teams back into these games no. and just, and, and look, they're young. They're, they're young. They're learning how to do this. There, there's, I, I, we've talked about this before. You can't underestimate the value of like learning in a live fire situation like this, of, of getting close and falling short to, to get better. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So we're set on the eight teams. I think, um, I think we're think, set on this. Yeah. I think we're set on yeah. the 16. Yeah. I mean, the, the jets getting help with Aaron Rodgers going there is going to solidify <laughs> their, uh, their wild card. Yeah. It was on the Twitter. He, he it, was in a Winnipeg jersey yesterday. It was all Whoa. over. I mean, it was breaking news. He he went on the McAfee show, said he wants to go to the Jets. Green Bay's working out. All the jerseys popped up on, I mean, right? He he enjoyed the darkness <laughs> so much. He decided that, like, to spend winter, winter that far thing. north yeah. where it's so dark all the time, I think it's yeah. great. It makes all the yeah. sense in the world. Yeah. I mean, Perfect. If it's on the internet, it's true. And I exactly. obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, GM meetings. 
they're, they're talking about a whole lot of stuff, but what's coming out is like, hey, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we apparently aren't going to expand video review. They, they were talking about uh, the delay of game, puck over the glass being added, and it looks like, no, that's, that's not going to happen. Um, the salary cap is, is $1 million. Uh, if the players want to buck up and pay the resco earlier, it can go up $4 million. Which, once again, I so this is my big thing. I don't understand the players not wanting to pay back escrow, even though it could help multiple players get more money immediately. I'm very confused on this whole escrow and the players being so stingy on it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I agree. I don't really get it either. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's the whole, you know, what's best for me right now. I, I know I'm not going to see that money. And I don't care about what my team does in the next two years. It, it's it's the, I think it's what you see in the NFL a lot is the veterans protecting themselves in the decisions that are made. Because I, I think the mid-level, lower-level players benefit more from a $4 million cap than the high-level guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I I would, yeah, I mean, I think a higher cap benefits, I mean, benefits everybody, but because if you can add more of those middle-class players, your team gets good, your team gets good, you get more visibility, you get a ring, you get a championship, like you get all of these opportunities that come from being able to, especially if you have owners who are willing to put money into their organization. Like that's, ultimately good for the sport right yep but i, yep. I think that the big hang-up is you know they'd have to do this for the next what two three years to be able to pay it off quicker or you, you'd see it two years earlier what what was the uh now i'm confusing myself with what i read about the escrow. If, you, if you pay the escrow if you basically pay off the loan then it goes right then you take less of the payout for this year right in the share you know in the shared revenue stuff but your salary cap goes up, right? I would, because the, the cap would go up next year, right? Or would, would it yeah, take four a, million? Yeah, you, if, yeah, it can go up four million if they would pay right. off the escrow. Yeah, but it's only oh. going to go up a million by not paying off the escrow. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a it's it's a middle six guy. It's a bottom pair defenseman that, that doesn't get the extra money. Right. I, I think it just wasn't a big enough incentive. You know, a difference between of like three and a half million for the cap is. I mean, it, it's not yeah. insignificant, but it's not a whole lot. But that matters, yeah. right? I mean that 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 middle six guy is that's it, that, it, it, that matters. That money. makes a it's, difference. It's depth money. It's it's hundred percent depth is. money. And, that, depth, gonna, and, and and depth can win you a title. Right. It it continues to be an issue in the NHL salaries. It's it's the slowest rise of salaries of of really the, if you go five major sports if you want to throw an MLS in there in terms of the percentage of rise that they've had in the last fifteen years. The yeah. NHL is the slowest. I mean, you, you, you go back to, to the Taves and Kane twin $10 million contracts, and we're, we're only up to $14 million right now. Yeah. Where the, the NFL is, you got a quarterback that's potentially about to cash in on $40 million a year. Yeah, NFL isn't, I mean, but that's not real money, though. There's cap and then there's cash. That, that money's not real. It's very different. No, but it's, about a, it, it's a potentially a $40 million cash pay for Lamar Jackson. If this goes to any in a single season, 
Yes. It could be. I mean, it, it could. A, no, it yeah. totally, it yeah. absolutely could be. Yeah. I mean, and that's we're, sort of what Rodgers was looking we're, we're at. We're talking five years ago, Drew Brees was at 22 million and everybody was, oh my God, 22. And Brees quickly right. wasn't the highest paid player. It's just, the, the NHL's got, like we've talked about, it, it's, it's just an economics thing and it's the players still trying to figure it out. So, and, and part of it, in part, and it, we will. And part of it is, you know, for, for a long time, certainly the length of us doing this podcast and Adam, the length of, I mean, basically our relationship, the, 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 the NHL has had the worst media rights deal of all of the major sports teams. Now, thank God it's so bad with baseball and the RSNs. They're going to, I think, I think probably mm-hmm. bear the brunt. Of, they're going to wear that crown now, but I mean, it took ESPN getting back into the game and having a partner in Turner and, and splitting up the rights in a way that hadn't been done before that I think is going to make a really big difference in terms of how it's going to go going forward um, and what it's going to mean for revenue. Cause I think it's going to help in the long term, but it's been so like, just the media deal has been so bad for so long that it's going to take a while for that to catch up. You say bad, I say cutting edge. I mean, they were willing to go with a network called outdoor life and truly be a pioneer with a, with a fledgling network and, and really growing together to a versus situation. I mean, yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Listen, you call it cutting edge. I call it costing teams money. That's terrible. No, it was terrible. Uh, speaking of t- GMs and, and teams and costing money, uh, the Flyers made the news this week on the ice and, and family member off the ice because it's the Flyers. We have to talk about it. They So like a week after the trade or at the trade deadline, ownership backs Fletcher. He was in a tough position. He did the best he could. The deal just wasn't there. Blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, yeah, bye Fletcher and Daniel Breer, the interim GM. Like, why be at the point? Why sit there with your GM? Say he did the best. He, like you held a whole thing. It wasn't even like the vote of confidence. It was like the validation of not getting a deal done. And and then you gas him. Like terribly handled situation. Well, but I mean, surprising. It's right. the flyers. Well, I, it, it's terrible. It's just so now Daniel Breer, yeah. the interim GM. Um, I think would anybody be, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't become the GM. Um, I mean, what other names are out there that, you know, that would want to go to this organization in the shape well, they're in right now? That's any, and about anybody looking for a promotion would take a chance because that's the way it works. But to have that on your resume. Not I, I'm actually not sure anybody. I mean, again, anybody out of a good organization that's winning, like they want the right opportunity. They don't just want an opportunity. I don't think you're going to leave a good situation just to get a gig. You're going to go somewhere up and coming. And I don't think that's Philly. There's always somebody. Well, somebody, sure. I just don't like. I mean, this. There's so many red flags to that organization. There has been forever. But I mean, uh, what what person would want to take that? And would it be better than what they have? 
That, I guess that, that's my question. Well, like, I mean, I, isn't 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 any? I mean, it's a promotion, so that's a, that's kind of a loaded question. I, no, not not so much for the individual, you know, applying for the job, but I mean, are there any any GMs out there who would want to take this job that Philadelphia would want to bring in, who would be better than what they have in place right now? Uh, I, I I don't think there's anybody out there at, at this moment. I, I can't think of a, a name that would want to, you know, try and you know climb the ladder in this fashion, especially with you know, what we've seen both on and off the ice with Philadelphia um, and just, you know, what they have coming up the pipeline, which I, I don't feel like is a whole lot. You, you don't have much to work with as a GM going into Philadelphia. I don't, I don't disagree. But I just, I mean, we've seen, I mean, somebody took the Arizona job. They left. St. Louis thinking Arizona for a promotion was a better situation. Guys want promotions. I mean, you're if you want names will be there if, yeah. if they want. Let's let's not kid ourselves. No, I think he's going to be the GM for at least the next yeah. season, season and a half. I, like after I, this I, season. Yep, I fully agree. Um, off the ice, his his son, who's a player at Mercyhurst, uh, if you haven't seen it on the socials. Basically threw a wheelchair down the stairs in a bar for somebody that needed that wheelchair that was in the bar. And he, uh, and uh, as as of today, as a, a, of Thursday, Carson uh, Breer has apologized for his actions. Not much to say, just, just stupid stuff and just, you know, flyer adjacent news getting in the news this week. Right. You know, second major red flag on him after he was, booted off the Arizona state team two years ago for a violation of team rules. Yep. So, you know, he's, he's got an edge. (laughs) Listen, that's, you know, dude's 24 years old. That's not an edge. That's being an idiot. Yeah. Kids being kids, but definitely in this day and age, gotta be careful, especially as a college athlete with a background. Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, NHL or sorry, the college postseason starting up. We've got players jumping to the NHL who didn't make it on the way to uh, the Frozen Four, of course, this year. Which uh, it's always a good, always a good tournament and, and pretty wide open this year. Uh, as uh, they they will invade, I believe it's Tampa is where they're invading this year, if my memory serves me correct. I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see who goes there in the in the uh, good old Frozen Four uh, for the men. Um, a lot of the usual suspects, of course, uh, you know, around around there. Um, that once we get the selection process, that'll come out. Uh, comes out this weekend, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Conference championship so. weekend yeah. is this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. So the uh, the 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 NCHC are uh, here in uh, here in St. Paul at XL. Yep, where Denver should theoretically roll. Yeah, they've been pretty strong in the. Uh, yeah, they've been strong, and BU's been strong mm-hmm. in in the Hockey East, uh, Minnesota, and in the Big Ten. So some of the some of the usual suspects. Rising to the top again. 
we'll see. We'll see there. But uh, uh, I are we disappointed? Kind of going back to the GM meetings. Are we kind of disappointed that nothing's coming out of them. Like they're, they're, they're refusing. They're refusing to talk about changing the playoffs because they keep they keep showing things of of matchups wouldn't change that much. Which, and and the biggest problem I have, guys, is they 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 keep going back to like so many people are pushing for like the one through sixteen versus just the one through eight. Like, let's just get out of this division and go back to the one. It's not even on the table anymore. That Bedman is such a stranglehold on things happen. Hockey things happening in Phoenix. AKA now he's got the Isabel cup that he apparently uh, negotiated to come there. And he wants his regional playoffs for quote unquote, all these rivals. I, the one thing I wish that they would at least tackle here is I wish they would do the reseeding after the first round. If you want to keep the divisional matchups, fine, whatever. I, I know you're getting rid of, you know, some of the best matchups you could see in the second round, but you know what? If that's what you're set on, that's what you're set on. At least do the reseeding in the second round. I, I would appreciate that as a hockey fan. I, I I don't think you could reseed in the second round if you're keeping it divisional in the first round. Because you're screwing somebody in the first round if you're waiting until the second round to reseed. Yeah, well... I, I mean, if this if if the the Metropolitan has the two best teams in the East by a wide margin, the second place team having to wait to the to not to, you know they wouldn't play the wild card in the first they'd play a third place team in their own division, and then it would reseed and they'd be the number two seed if they get past it. I mean, it, yeah. to me, it has to be all or none. You, you can't wait till the second round to reseed. Uh you're always going to get no, even if you yeah. recede to get rivalries. And let's be honest, and and you go back to certain years, rivalries grow in the playoffs if teams play each other a bunch. You know, and like, maybe that's what they're hoping with with the uh, the divisional matchups here. Yeah, I, I mean the 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 Hawks and and Kings because they were both good and they started playing each other in the playoffs when they were both going through their multiple cup runs. That became a rivalry in the West. You know, Van, Vancouver Chicago became a rivalry. Um, you know, Boston, you know, Philly became a bigger rivalry mm-hmm. because they kept playing each other because, because the way I just, I, I think they're missing out on the potential of, of, of it, but it's, I don't know. This GM meeting seems to be a lot quieter than, than we've seen in recent years, Lonnie. I, I think part of it is because like, even though these proposals are on the table that we're talking about now and the media talked about at the time, they weren't serious. Like no, there were no expectations that anything real was going to come out of it. If there were, I think they there there would have been a little more buzz. It's just sort of just an excuse for a weekend in Scottsdale, and is that where they were? Scottsdale or Florida? Florida, I believe. Yeah, whatever. Either way, it's an excuse for somewhere warm for a weekend, and everybody gets together, has a few drinks, you know schmoozes a bit and gets out. Like, I don't think anybody thought that any of the proposals on the table were actually going to become things that happened. But, but usually we get a wild idea or something that has a little, like there's usually something that has legs and then it gets shut down in the summer 
Right. Like, been, like we're not getting like any nothing but legs came out of this meeting. No, there was no juice to anything this week. No. It was very sort of even the common sense stuff, like, you know, just going one through eight. I mean, again, nobody at least personally, like, I don't care who the Atlantic Division playoff champion is. Like <laughs> it doesn't like I'd rather see one through eight and get a chance to have the two best teams left standing in the, you know, playing the yep. East. I mean, look, it's hard because you've got the three best teams in the East are all in the same division. And yep. you're only going to see one of them in the uh, whole, you, I mean, you have a better, you have a decent chance, but the odds are I've only seen one of them come conference final time. Yep. So, um, it, it keep it in the, in the business thing. Uh, apparently the stadium series game in, in Raleigh, uh, was really good for the economy. Um, 13.6 million in total economical impact, uh, uh on game day. And between the fan festival and the men's basketball game of North Carolina, NC state on Sunday, that was added in to kind of make the whole weekend over $20 million raised of economic impact for the area. And um, apparently they had lots of merch sales, Richard. Yeah. Uh, who knew uh, people were going to be wanting to buy, you know, those jerseys uh, and T-shirts associated with those jerseys. I, I don't know. Um, I stated it before when they first came out, the Carolina jerseys didn't wow me. I know they were the first ones that didn't have white on them, but I, I really didn't care much about it. And Washington's was, was okay. Um, but I, I didn't think there was this kind of hunger for, for buying up and snatching up all this merchandise for a game that I, we had talked about beforehand was, uh, we felt was flying under the radar here. Yeah. It's, it's the largest sing, largest one day sale, uh, that the state, any stadium series game has ever had. Not Winter Classic, Stadium Series right, specifically. Right. Yeah. Most merchandise in a single day sold. That's a lot of merch. I, I'm curious how um, you, sort of the economic impact numbers, that's very much a uh, you know Chamber of Commerce kind of stat. I'm curious how, how it compares to other uh, Stadium Series games, because obviously those numbers are out there. People have them. I'm just sort of curious how it compares. Yep, and it's interesting that they don't mention that in necessarily the article, or we haven't seen a lot of this put out before mm-hmm. uh, with that. But they definitely were really proud of this number for whatever reason in, yep. in Raleigh. So yeah, I just it, you know I, I I give I do give Carolina credit. I mean, th- this is a fan base that has been has been energized with, with the team getting good and the jerks mentality and all that. And it's good to see that hockey can work in, in some of the Sunbelt places. It, it's, it's further proof. You don't have to be in a traditional hockey market to work. You just have to be in the right market with the right people running it. Yeah. And Don Waddell has been, been great running things. I mean, he's, right. he's been, a, he's been good. And, and that ownership group is stable. It's, it's, See, and, and that was what I was going to mention is the new, relatively new ownership group coming in and shoring that up. You know, we had joked yeah. for years that this team was bound for Houston or Quebec or whatever, you know. But they, the, the, you know, ownership has come in. They found 
somebody willing to to back the team, and it's really uh, it's paid off there. And and they did a very I don't want to say if it's controversial, but kind of out of the box thing. And it, it, it's small, but it's big. When they disenfranchised with the Charlotte Checkers mm-hmm. as their AHL affiliate and, and signed with the Wolves up in Chicago, they they were one of the rare breeds that moved their affiliate further away, and they had no hope of ownership stake because the, the Wolves are, are very um, focused. Uh, you know, a lot of times on winning, and they've always been a tough AHL affiliate for teams because of the the balance of of power that they kind of want. Uh, there, but I mean, to take it out of your state, which is, you know, Charlotte and Raleigh, completely different ends, you know, of the state, but you know, that's, but it was better facilities. It was a better ownership group on the minor league side. It, it, it was better travel. There's a lot of things that Chicago had that Charlotte didn't. Um, and that's, that's, it's small, but I think that matters to the players in their development. And I think free agents also notice things like that. Free agents notice everything yeah (laughs) yeah there there is no um there there's nothing they don't pick up on i mean whether it's them or their family or their agent like whatever like these things get figured out these questions get asked because these are the these are the important things these are the things that make or break somebody signing there or not yeah 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 it's uh I mean, like I said, it, it's good. It, I, I think it's definitely good that that they have that. Um, so, so good on them. Um, you know, the, 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 I think the big question becomes now is, is the, the who. Um, I, I still think Tampa's got to get a hosted game. They, they they were in Nashville, if my memory serves right. That mm-hmm. that's been their only outdoor game. That they've had, um, you know, we've got 27 of the franchises or 28 of the franchises now have played in an outdoor game. Uh, so we got a few that we got to get, but um, I mean, Seattle, Tampa have got to be, you know, kind of the next up, I would say for outdoor gaming. Well, Seattle's got the next winter classic, right? You got the next winter classic, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. So, I mean, with, with that there, you know, you, you would think, you know, some, then you got to go back to some belt for stadium series and figure it out. But, uh, you know, Florida got their all-star game. Okay. that That's good. We don't need an outdoor game with them. I just, no, I just, you know, the you have location challenges. In, yeah. I mean, you have, you have one location in Tampa. Yeah. The Buccaneers football stadium. Yeah. Ray J or whatever we're calling it these days. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just, but yeah, I like I said, it, it's good on them. It's good for the economic impact. It's good to see, um, good on the ownership group. So you know, just little little businessy type stuff there. So they missed something. No, um, no. I, I think it's it's time for our picks. The picks. The picks. The famous picks. The famous picks. The bet ninety nine famous picks of the week. Shall we yep, recap just... last week? No, let's just go to picking games. No, week. we should absolutely Winnipeg. recap. Yeah, I think we number, should recap. Number, okay, number, no, I believe Winnipeg, Nashville. Lonnie, who are you picking? <laughs> um, so uh, Adam, uh, coming off his uh, his hot streak from the All Star game at three and seven, four and one the week before, flips to a one and four. I I am not taking any great joy in this. I'm only taking mild joy in this. Um, I I outdid my my pace from. The previous week at three and two improved to four and one. 
And Lonnie, three and two, not a bad showing. Uh, on the season, Adam still leads us 30 and 25. Uh, I am sitting at his reverse record, 25 and 30, solidly in last place. And uh, Lonnie, somewhere in the middle at 28 and 27. Lonnie, you could potentially catch Adam this week. Let's go to game number one, Winnipeg at Nashville. Adam, who you got? I I, I think Nashville writes the ship. No, I mean, I'm sorry. Winnipeg writes the ship in Nashville. So that backwards. Okay. J-E-T-S. Because it's the week of the Jets. All the news is about the Jets. We're going to write it. Exactly. Why? <laughs> uh, I'm taking Nashville here. Like him at home. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Winnipeg as well. I think they are They're going to figure some stuff out coming down the stretch, and this is a big game for them. So uh, they're going to be fighting a little bit harder in this one. Uh, game number two, Edmonton at Seattle. I think this is going to be game of the night, but open to other opinions. Lonnie, who you got? I am taking the Kraken. Okay. Adam? This is, this is a big game. Um, you know, there's only one point separating these two teams. Mm-hmm. Seattle's cooled off a bit lately. Uh, but I, I, I like Edmonton. I do. I like Edmonton this one. Okay. Uh. I'm going to go Seattle. I'm going with the Kraken in this one as well. Game number three, Pittsburgh at the New York Rangers. Uh, big playoff implications for Pittsburgh. Not so much for uh, for the Rangers because I feel like they're kind of solid in their spot right now. Adam, who you got? I This is a classic Kane versus Crosby rivalry game. <laughs> Actually, they play more than twice a year now. Uh, I I hit the Rangers. I like like the blue shirts in this one. All right. Lonnie? Ooh, this is is a toss-up. Pittsburgh's been better than them over the course of the last 10, but I'm going to stick with the uh, blue shirts here. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Rangers as well. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh, not so great on the road this season. Not that New York is any better, like not a whole lot better at home, but um, I'll take the home team in this one. All right, game number four, Dallas at Calgary. Lonnie, who you got? Dallas. All right, Adam. Ooh, I think Dallas. They're just... I don't know. Calgary, I can't figure them out this year. I Same rationale that I t- <laughs> <laughs> can't either, but I, I feel like they're, they're due. Uh, they're three, four and three in their last 10. They're due to sneak out a, just a win somewhere. I feel like it's coming against Dallas. That's it. I, that, there's really no rationale behind that one. I didn't realize what Calgary lost was that detrimental to their team. Right. I just, I didn't see this coming. No. All right. Last game. We have a classic Colorado at Detroit. Always a fun one to watch. I'm going to start with Lonnie. Means me to do this. (laughs) 
All right, I got it. I got it. I you got it. You need to verbalize it, but um, thank you. Thanks for not making me say it. No, I'm going to make you say it anyway. No, you have to. <laughs> it doesn't count. You can't. You can't get a win if it. it you know, it'll, it's not it'll be posted on the socials. Colorado. Verbal, verbal required. <laughs> Colorado. It's an early game. It's an early game. You can get it like, get it over with throughout the day there. Let's rip that Band-Aid off. All right, yep. Adam, who you got? I'm going to go Detroit. I, I think early early starts, uh, you know, when, when you've got on the road and all that, I, I think it favors the home team. Okay. Um, I'm going Colorado as well. Um, but I, I don't know. This is one of those you could just throw the records out the window. It's just going to be a fun game to watch. All right. Those are our PHN picks for the week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at PHN podcast and you can submit your picks by using the hashtag PHN picks. By the way, well done on the picks this week. I, I, I literally and unfortunately have no ability to rip on you. I was waiting for the, uh, the famous minic audible to be thrown in there, but, um, it hasn't there's been no, for like the last few weeks. There was nothing. There's the Saturday schedules have been paltry. Yeah. Not, not a lot of juice. <laughs> no, there, there is nothing that you could swap. I mean, if Florida were a little better Florida Jersey, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, I, I think you picked the right five. I mean, I actually, that's not true. There, there, there is a pretty obvious one that got missed. Oh, oh, oh Lonnie's throwing shade. Oh, oh, oh. Boston, Minnesota. Huh. I mean, Boston's coasting. Yeah. Minnesota's hot. Think, I mean, uh, Minnesota wins. We get it. Okay. I think, I mean, hold on, hold on. Now you got playing me thinking the, about I'm playing, that game. The, I'm playing the role of Adam, and it's yeah, throwing yeah, me yeah. off. It, it's freaking me out. My equilibrium is all torn here. You're, you're coming at me from a different direction here. Um... Oh, oh. Uh, I, you know what? I, I pick a lot of Colorado games, not so many Boston games. Ooh, Let, let's flip this. Oh, no, let's let's make this a bonus pick because we already picked okay. the uh, the Colorado game. Let's give us a sixth pick this week. week. It's uh, Boston at Minnesota. Lonnie, you think Minnesota's coming away with the win? Uh, no, I'm taking Boston. All right. Adam? Minnesota. All right. I'm going Boston as well. I, I don't think they're going to coast for much longer before they, you know, get a couple of wins beneath their belt going down the stretch. So there we go. Bonus pick. Bonus pick. Now we'll complete our PHN picks for the week. Well, part, right. parting thoughts. It's the parting thoughts time, Richard. <laughs> Uh, parting thoughts. Um, so as, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, different sports here. Uh, going to go to something I saw from, uh, Adam Schefter, uh, earlier today, uh, talking about his, uh, attempt to confirm, uh, Aaron Rodgers heading over to the jets, uh, posted a screen grab of a text between him and Aaron Rodgers himself, Aaron Rodgers saying, delete this number. Nice try though. Um, I think that's just a, you know, a very humorous way for, for Adam to say, yeah, yeah, this is confirmed. He's, he's leaving Green Bay, going to the Jets. Winnipeg will be great. We'll be, uh, you know, uh, or New York. Yeah, sure. One of the two. We haven't figured out which one, right? They just said the Jets. One of the two. 
<sighs> that, 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 that's all I got this week. That's all you got. That's all, you got. That's all I got. Lonnie? Um, I have nothing. I have been so, listen. As I, I got on the, I got on the Zoom like 15 minutes after you guys did because uh, the work, the actual, you know, stuff I'm paid to do just does not stop, and it's uh, in the middle of one of those stretches. And with family vacation coming up, that's like extra weeks of work to try to cram into one week. So it's uh, it's one of those times, but you know, better than not working, I guess. That wasn't your weakest parting shots ever. It really was. I have literally nothing. Yeah. No, literally you, nothing to add. You would have been better saying nothing, actually. Cool. Hey, Richard, you want to cut all that out for me? <laughs> I mean, just we, say I got we nothing. You're now, now dumber for hearing <laughs> you talk that. That's fair. I, I'm disappointed we haven't had any frozen produce on a highway reports. <laughs> I am. Listen. I can only report what somebody does, you know, what stupid things people do in this world. I can't do the stupid things for them. I mean, you could. I mean, I could, but I don't, nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just thing. my wife doesn't want that. You two would absolutely love for that to happen. Yeah, you should, you should, yeah, just, just when you edit, just trim this out. Just, just manscape what Lonnie said. Well done. <laughs> Manscaped.com slash PHN15. The code. Um, my parting shot is I saw um, uh, To Kill a Mockingbird on stage last weekend. And uh, yeah, I'm totally going off the reservation of what we usually do uh, on this pod. But if it comes to your town, if you like the book by Harper Lee, um, really one of only two books Harper Lee ever published. And, and the last second one came out after, you know, posthumously. But um, what a great story. It's one of the few stories I actually read like in junior high, high school and enjoyed um, and retained in, in my brain in the literature world. Uh Aaron Sorkin has has a great spin. Some of the direction that's that's in there uh, was was absolutely uh, amazing. Um, yeah, I, I just it, it, it's and it's frightening um, how much some of that story uh, that was there then um, is 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 in there now, and and it was a great adaptation uh, to stage. Uh, and I know it's touring around the country right now. Uh, so, if, if, like I said, if it comes to your town, if, if you're a theater person, go see it. Um, and uh, I don't know if you guys watch The Americans. Are you guys Americans fans in there? Oh, uh, absolutely. So Atticus Finch is being played by Richard Thomas, who played Frank Gadd in The Americans. So, yeah. Yeah. And and the voice, like he he walks out and you hear that voice. You're like, I know who that is. And you look at the playbill. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Frank. So go see it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Live theater is always good. For Richard Cote and Lonnie Goldsmith, this is Adam Minnick. Thanks to my custom share, mycustomsportshare.com, Manscape, Foco, LDE, Affinity Jewelry for making all this possible. Follow us on Twitter for the Bet Ninety Nine Picks of the Week. This has been another edition of the Pro Hockey News Podcast. <laughs>